This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to the 44th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the gritty and luminous Blood and Moonlight by Aaron Beatty. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And of course, we'll list our favorite things about Blood and Moonlight, and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. If you'd like to support the podcast, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description below. We'd be so grateful to have your donations. And now, on to the show. Blood and Moonlight is a YA fantasy murder mystery told through the eyes of protagonist Katrine. Here's the synopsis. Katrine never thought anything bad could happen in the beloved city of Collis, let alone its holy sanctum. For years, she has traversed across the cathedral's high beams and buttresses without the fear of falling, until one night she witnesses a murder after a near-death experience. Suspicions arise as more bodies litter the city, and Katrine takes it upon herself to unmask the killer alongside a cautious and reserved detective, all while keeping her own secrets from being discovered. The protagonist in Blood and Moonlight is Katrine. Katrine is a stubborn, orphaned girl who is curious about her parents and the mystical powers that accompany the mystery of her past. She has a fierce need to protect her loved ones and is willing to lie, even if it means ignoring the truth. So what did you think about Miss Katrine? I liked her in the beginning and I didn't at the end. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I am being very honest with you right now. You know, I had pretty high hopes for her. I was like, okay, like, we're dealing with this murder mystery. You know, she's involved. She has, like, these powers that she's discovering. Like, let's see where this goes. Like, I had a little bit of hope. And then she made really stupid decisions. I was like, no, stop it. Stop doing these things. Okay, other than that, though, if I set that aside, you know, I liked her character. She's fiercely loyal. And while I don't agree with her decisions, I can see why she sometimes made them. A lot of people say that about me. (laughs) That's the description a lot of people use on me. Um, I liked Katrine overall. I liked that she was this girl who just wasn't afraid of heights. That she was daring. That she did have that bravery. Because that's not an easy job. Let me tell you. And without safety? Yeah, without safety. Without even... I can't even do a rock wall. And there was a ropes course experience that we won't get into here. But I couldn't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great story. And I like how Katrine's love for her... Her found family puts her at uh, a hard place in this murder investigation because I think that adds interest and it makes it it makes her making decisions harder for it makes decisions harder for her. That's the right way to say it. Um, I think for her, I do wish that there's a little bit more basis behind some of the conclusions that she made because she's often very observational. And so when she does show that side and when she does have that studious smartness, then it does kind of make it harder when she makes certain decisions. But other than that, I do think that she had a unique viewpoint because of her job. Like I've never read a protagonist that's done what she does, which I found was interesting. 
And I thought her powers were interesting too. And so I hesitated on powers because I was like, wait, is this kind of a spoiler? But I... It's introduced fairly early. early in the story. Yeah. So not a spoiler, but kind of a spoiler. Take it as you will. But I thought her powers were interesting. In Blood and Moonlight, we also meet Simon of Messinus. He's an expert in madness and is reluctant to take up the position of Venetre. But he's been chosen for a reason, as he has acute observational skills and the mind of a killer. Let me tell you, Simon's got some messed up instincts. <laughs> oh my gosh, no freaking kidding. Like, throughout the... Okay, so he's the detective, right? The Venetre is essentially the detective. And just like how well he was able to identify the motivations of the serial killer, I was like, that's suspicious. I was like, maybe put a guard on him. I don't know. <laughs> like, even if he isn't the serial killer, who's to say he won't? I think, um, I do think, though, that Simon having those attributes made him more interesting because he did have this mind of a killer where he can kind of predict things or discern motivations and such. But... He he was reluctant to have those instincts. He's not proud to have those instincts. And you can kind of see him clutching onto any humanity he can to kind of keep him from becoming what he hunts. That was honestly, that was a character complexity where I was like, okay. I'm don't like that in a love interest, but as a character, let's see where this goes. Like, still put a guard on him, <laughs> but like, good job, man. <laughs> Blood and Moonlight takes place in the city of Collis and the country of Galia. It's a religious region dedicated to the holy worship of the sun. But not all its citizens wholly believe in the power of the sun, but rather turn to something else. The moon. The astrology. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Get out your tarot cards. So what did you think about the setting? You know, I liked the setting. I liked the juxtaposition between... The worshippers of the sun versus the worshippers of the moon. I thought that was interesting. I also liked that they, it kind of had like a French influence. And it did give that Hunchback of Notre Dame feel, especially with like the Holy Sanctum Cathedral thing. Um, there, I think for me personally, there was just like one thing missing of in like the setting that could have really like grounded the world for me. Um... I can't, re I can't really, like, put my finger on what it is. But other than that, like, in overall, I actually really did like the setting. And I I liked what the author tried to do in doing a murder mystery in a fantasy setting. Yeah, I did too. I think that the setting was, um, I think it was a good setting because you do get to know a lot of roads and streets and certain landmarks and you kind of get a sense in your mind of a mapping of this world of where things are and kind of the distance between them and I feel like uh that it had all the right pieces and I feel like they were put together well I, I there wasn't anything I didn't understand I felt like the exposition was well done where I could understand territories and regions and such I think my main question with the setting is more so kind of the magical aspect of things of kind of the classic questions, you know, how do certain powers come to be? Uh, why does one group have it? Why does the other one not? Like, why is magic not more coveted? Certain things like that that I think could have grounded that magical side. But other than that, I thought it was very good. Let me tell you, 
very Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I don't know if I'm thinking that because we recently watched it like two weeks ago, <laughs> but very Hunchback of Notre Dame. No, there are, certainly, there are certainly elements in it where you're just like, this is Victor Hugo. Yeah. Gargoyles. Male rage. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Sadness. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to our next topic. Writing style. What did you think about the author, Aaron Beatty? I think overall that Aaron Beatty does a really good job of telling the story, especially on the sanctum side of things, because I felt like a lot of research was gone into about what terms are used typically with a sanctum, with a cathedral, you know, what the beams are called, what certain architectural things are called, how certain aspects have to work together to create these monuments. So I felt like the writing really shined on that side because I felt like there was a lot of information given out that made sense and was concise and that I could understand. I think my only thing with the writing style, and we talked a little bit about it before we recorded, was more so just um, the want for a little bit of a quicker pace because it is a murder mystery. Do you kind of want the mystery to build up? You kind of want it to have that progression and a good pace and you kind of want things to kind of have that thriller tension of bum, 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 bum. And I'm not saying like they need to be crazy events, but kind of more of a rhythm of we're leading up to something. Yeah, I agree. Like overall, I really liked her writing style because I liked her, the way she built the world. And I liked her word choice in a lot of places and how she flowed the sentences together, which was very interesting for me to see. But again, like I didn't. Like, I wanted a faster pace with this story, specifically with this story. If it had been another one, then maybe, sure, let's have a slower pace. But specifically with this murder mystery, I wanted that suspense. I wanted to see the stakes. I, I wanted, like, a horror movie scene where, like, you feel the fear of, oh, who's behind me kind of thing. And I think for me, too, I kind of wish there was just more push in her writing in that I just wanted more to happen in that I think a lot of what happens is passive is just told to us rather than the reader actually seeing it so like active action yeah and yeah I like how you said drive because I feel like having just that little push to to see what happens next yeah either with the romance or the murder mystery just having that little nudge yeah I think it was just missing a little bit of that now, if you like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Murder, Murder Mystery, France, Stalking Jack of the Ripper by Carrie Maniscalco, Sanctums, The Sun, The Moon, Detectives, Religion, Hair, Free Climbing, Magic, Orphans, Secrets, Male Rage, Silver Ring Dies, Moon Parents, Partners in Crime, and Buddy Cops, then this might be the book for you. Maybe check it out. See, see if you can predict what happens. I couldn't. Oh, you didn't? For a second there, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kami, based on our rating scale of 1 to 7, 1 being literal trash and 7 being fangirl mania, what would you rate Blood and Moonlight by Aaron Beatty? I would have to give Blood and Moonlight between a 3, which is to be or not to be, and a 4, which is page turner, and land it at a 3.7. While I did appreciate the author's writing style and I appreciate the originality of the story, 
there was nothing that pushed me to draw to read this book like like i mean well like we said in the writing style there's just nothing that was pushing the story in a way that i wanted to know what happened right like it was it was fine it was decent but i wasn't like craving to read it like i wasn't just like oh this is great i have to like know what happens in the story so unfortunately i i think this is the lowest i've gone on a book but the thing is it's like it there was nothing technically bad but there was nothing good nothing was tipping you toward one way or the other no and and typically like we either really like or really don't like and i think either way we have a passion for it there was just none of that with this book i agree with you with the 3.7 oof i would also give a 3.7 because i did really like the foundations of the story i did like the the french influence i did like the I did like the foundations for the characters and what the story could be. But like Kami said, I think for me it was more so that passion. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to think about this book more when I wasn't reading it. You know, having the drive to go back to it, to go, what's going to happen next? You know, oh, I can't wait to see this happen. And I feel like the things that could have been that, like the romance or the murder mystery, you know, the things that kind of help pulse the story, you know, like kind of get you reinvigorated into it. I felt like just weren't quite hitting me right where I was having those feelings in that experience so I just would wish for a little bit more passion overall but you're also always welcome to check out the book for yourself yeah and see what 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 do you think about it do you agree with us do you not if what you it, don't we won't judge you I might judge a little bit but like don't don't care about that <laughs> that's just my nature <laughs> that's just who I am <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for a book recommendation episode about Blood and Moonlight by Aaron Beatty. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, just click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about Blood and Moonlight. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh happens.